Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. With me this week, back uh, again, I've got Scott. How you doing? You okay? Grand, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. Good man. Uh, I've got Adam, how are you? Hello. Yeah, tired. Tired? Why are you uh, It's the start of a new year. It's harvesting time for the accountants. Oh, you've got a proper job, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we've got... We haven't got Jessie this week. I was trying to sort of think of uh, some sort of analogy I can make, but that would be just sort of insulting her terror. <laughs> Uh, we've got Jesse's Australian cousin, uh, uh, Scottish cousin. Yeah. <laughs> New York, Australia, <laughs> Scotland. <laughs> Can you give us an Australian accent? I, I struggle with Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Adam, Adam's left. I think he'll be back in this area. There he is. Don't know what happened there. Oh. <laughs> we missed you. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're the four reasons why Adam will never ever run man on the post. Oh, sorry, here he is. Um, right. <laughs> We'll start. It'll, it'll be a bloodless coup. <laughs> <laughs> Ross, there, a big knife sticking out of his back. Ek two Scott Allen. We're going to talk about the FA Cup this weekend, um, games around Europe, some news, Premier League. But first of all, we're going to start off with Spygate. So, as I'm sure you are all aware, listening to this, um, some scamp was spotted uh, spying on the Derby County uh, training last week. Um, some people. Uh, got very upset. Some people weren't too bothered at all. Marcelo Bielsa has come out and given an explanation this week rather brilliantly. But first of all, we've got a hot take from Roy Hodgson. Who seems Roy Hodgson's comments today? Um, they asked various managers in their press conferences of the Premier League today what they thought of it. Uh, some, like Rafa, were nonplussed. Um, I think you can spot which managers have actually done it themselves because some weren't particularly bothered and some were. Uh, Roy Hodgson to the point where he says you don't go around spying on people. Um, you don't even spy on people in wars, let alone football. So... I'd imagine I, do not, a war... I do not want him in the army. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'd imagine a war is an ideal time to spy on people. Yeah, it's one of the best. You can imagine mm. it's him some sort of medieval chivalrous knight sort of sending a, a, a sort of squire to tell the sort of French king what time he's going to invade them and stuff. But... Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm assuming the three of you haven't got any problem at all with what Bielsa has been doing this season with sending people to spy. I think it's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why more managers aren't as open about it. Uh, I can't. I can understand it. why they're not open about it because yeah. <laughs> well, you generally don't go around telling people about the spying you're doing. Because yeah, well, everybody build walls. Everybody's doing it. Like, let's not. Why? Why wouldn't you do it? Yeah, especially if you're stood on public land and it's not against the rules. Yeah, I mean, we, we all talk about how much money is involved in football and especially getting to the Premier League and so on. So why wouldn't, especially in a championship club, as somebody as big as Leeds, why wouldn't you you'd be doing that? 
Like it's it's amazing that like nobody's been caught out before, really. Um, I don't have a problem with it because it isn't against the rules. Um, I do think that maybe the rule is wrong. Um, I do think you're right, Chris. I do think that when you're stood on public land looking for a hole in a fence, you've got everything coming. You're you're bringing that on yourself. But in the world we live today and sort of the advantages that you get and as techno- technology advances, you're going to have people with, well, next it'll be drones. I was just going to say drones, yeah. Drones, and drones have already been done. But they can't do drones. People, you're going to have. There's going to be a Man City Qatar sponsored satellite. Like <laughs> this could get out of hand, and it is something that will launch, uh, will add an uh, even more advantage to the clubs with bigger resources that have the things and can be as technologically advanced and as R and D happy as they want to be. And is something that maybe they could all just say, but oh, we won't do that. Scott, you're a fan of Italian football. I'm assuming that this sort of thing is quite commonplace. I remember Sampdoria, where the guy got That's, caught in combat fatigues. <laughs> yeah, in camouflage. Yeah. I think he was the goal coach. That's right. Or the youth goalkeeper that got caught. Um, on drones, it was done. Uh, Wolfsburg did it to Hoffenheim a couple of months ago. Nagelsmann didn't kick up a fuss about it. He said, we've got analysts who do this sort of thing. So, yeah. Um, the best part is about Bielsa is that... Uh, a, gather you guys all seen the press conference and stuff like that the amount of footage he's got on pre-season friendlies yes Chris Powell was talking about that um, oh, Wakely I think the team was they were having a pre-season friendly against uh, Southend and Southend in their next match were playing Leeds United so uh, Bielsa sent a scout down to watch Wakely versus Southend United and asked Chris Powell if it was alright he said yes so Got a good free sort of scouting session. Uh, South End then went and trolled Leeds by playing the friendly wearing no shirt numbers. Um, do we have a problem with... I mean, what do we think of the PowerPoint presentation where he sort of pulls apart Frank Lampard's tactics? Is that a bit disingenuous or is that just fun? No, no it's just amazing. I, 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 I just think the reaction to it in the in everywhere has been a bit over the top. What you've essentially got there is man who's probably mildly on a spectrum does job <laughs> I, ha, do we really think that, uh, that other clubs aren't doing like is how special do we really think this is really well i was going to say a couple of other managers have come out today and said this is um alex neil and preston said this is similar to what they do tony mowbray of blackburn says that um uh, a little bit smugly maybe he said he can't have been watching Blackburn train too much because Danny Graham scored a winner versus Leeds and um, scored in a manner that Blackburn would be working on in training uh, a few people pointed out that they can't be that thorough because Oldham United aren't actually a football club but were mentioned by Bielsa because it's Oldham Athletic yeah well done league, league 2 knowledge there Adam feels great doesn't it yeah, <laughs> open to my level. <laughs> Another good thing he said because um, they got Stoke this weekend, and Nathan Jones being their new manager, uh, Bielsa's has obviously not got an enormous amount of footage to uh, look at for <coughs> for Jones at Stoke, so he's gone back and watched twenty six games of Luton this season. Where do you find footage of twenty six Luton games? What scout? What's that? Uh, I think that's like a, a scouting network that um, most clubs use, where you can just watch player like footage of players and names. I think it's just short clips. Is that the new pro zone, Chris? That's not a drink, I think. 
know what Prozone is. Oh, it's that thing. Yeah. Sam, Sam Allardyce's favourite thing. Yeah, okay. You're big on that. I know, I know how much you love your stats. <laughs> no, I know I'm what it is. We, I'm surprised we don't have a tie with Prozone. I know. Stats you like. I know what it is. I just said it for lols. Uh, um, I, yeah, I do just think this is man does job. Um, and people are kind of losing their mind over it because of who he is yeah. and the sort of aura around him. I was going to say, is this a sort of um, proper football men versus hipsters debate? Because everyone's loving this because it's Bielsa and Jonathan Wilson likes him and things like that. If this was Neil Warnock giving a similar PowerPoint lecture, would we would we all be gushing ourselves over it? Does Warnock know how to use PowerPoint? Very good point. Okay, if he was giving well, a Sam Allardyce point. did. You should use Sam Allardyce. <laughs> Sam Allardyce's famous for his PowerPoints. That's a much better example. <laughs> okay, Neil Warnock on a slate chalkboard or something like that. I think there's an element of that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This has got the TFO football lads all bringing themselves with excitement, doesn't it? Do you think he's going to carry on doing it? I can't believe he said he's going to carry on doing it. No, no, I think it was just a one-off. Um, the, the only good to come out of it is the piss-poor reaction from Frank Lampard. <laughs> he wasn't very... Well, he did say, aren't you here my presentation after they beat Southampton, didn't he, in the press conference? Ah, uh, still. That's because that's because Bielsa is occupied in his head. <laughs> that's the, that's the other yeah. thing as well. If this wasn't Frank Lampard, if, it, you know, if this was Bielsa doing it to Joe Bartwood's... No, Joe Barton, Joe Barton's Fleetwood Town, would we be... Uh, would people, would the people who are upset be just as upset? This is England boy Frank Lampard and things like that, isn't it? Golden boy. I think that's got a huge part of it, yeah. But I mean, look at the ones who are offended by it, like the the type of managers who are, you know, it's the it's the so called dinosaurs who keep doing the rounds that seem to be the biggest upset. And the same way the media, when it comes to the media ones, mm. um, it's you know, it's all the the ones who spout a load of crap, and and it's the dinosaurs in the game that are complaining. And the, the terrible BBC and BT pundits with a fake outrage just so they can get 30-second clips shown over Twitter. Yeah. I think you might, I think there's a, I think there's an awful lot of that. Right, well, we'll move on from that then because we've spent a fair bit of time talking about Bielsa, probably more than he deserves on this podcast, Ross. Um, we'll talk about the FA Cup. So, uh, Southampton 2, Derby County 2, Derby won 5-3 on penalties. Uh, a game so good they bumped Theresa May down to BBC 2 with her number 10 announcement. Some people are very upset about that as well, as if BBC Two is only available on some sort of specialist subscription channel. <laughs> um, and you've got to watch her come out and say nothing. Exactly. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Uh, Stoke were 2-0 up in this. It, it, um, it brought back to 2-2. Uh, Nathan Redburn was the unfortunate boy who missed a penalty. Richard Keir, of all people, with a decisive penalty kick. I didn't think that was going to go in. Um... Harry Wilson, eight goals this season from outside the box uh, for uh, Derby County. Um, Ali? Yeah, look, I think these are one of the stats padding players of the season. Um, From all accounts when I've watched him play, he he hasn't been lighting the game on fire, but he just seems to be an absolute set-piece specialist in the championship. That little five-times gesture when he scored at Old Trafford. Excellent, and, and that makes everything worthwhile. Um, whether he has a career at Liverpool, but he's certainly going to make us a fair bit of money now, just off this season. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, you can't do 20 or 21 on, your, on all your fingers, though, can you? So. You, can, you can in Cornwall. <laughs> uh, VAR disallowed a derby goal when I think the score was still nil. Danny Murphy, who seems to be 
uh, co-commentating on football matches with a gun against his head with all the enthusiasm he brings out. Um, he wasn't a big fan of this. I think it was a very, very marginal offside decision, but the guy was offside. I think no, that was right, wasn't it? I'm Carry on. Wait a minute. There can't be a marginal offside. You're either off offside. or on. Yes. Like yeah. the, the, the law is quite straightforward. There is a line, and you're either past it with a part of your body that can score a goal, or you aren't. That's yeah. it. No marginal. No, you're saving there, Ali. Um, <laughs> the, and it's saying that if we're going to have decisions like that on VAR, then the only time we won't ever use VAR is for sort of 30 yard thunderbolts. I don't think Danny Murphy is a fan of VAR. I don't think Danny Murphy is a fan of much, to be honest. Um, Derby at home to Accrington Stanley in the fourth round. Next up, Southampton. They're at home to Everton. The Mark Hughes Derby, Adam. Yeah. <clears throat> How do you think you're going to go? Uh, Danny Ings is a doubt. Uh, we've won then, haven't we? <laughs> well, Everton <laughs> haven't won on the south coast of England since August 2015. No, I, I, I was a couple of years ago now. I went to go. I had the pleasure of going to watch us play at Southampton uh, with my dad, and we lost three 0 And Roberto Martinez didn't make any substitutes, so it's got to go better than that. Was that when you had that one-off khaki away kit that was really, really nice? The one that was like a, like almost like an army. Yeah, maybe that was a really good kit. Lukaku yeah. scored. I seem to remember. Um, <clears throat> if Shane Long scores, he'd be the fourth Irishman to fifty Premier League goals. Anyone want to hazard a guess to the other three? Robbie Keane. Yeah. Niall Quinn. Oh, and his disco pants. Yeah, well done. I think Homer Simpson's favourite drink. Oh, Damien. Ah, Damien Duff. There you go. And that's it. All oh, right. Okay. He will be the fourth. Yes. Um, yeah, sorry, you're confident of a win, are you, Adam? Yeah, why not? Guys? Got to be confident of something sometimes, isn't you? <laughs> it's true. You can't be confident against Southampton. Well, if Southampton go 2-0 up is a problem because they always lose the lead, don't they? They've lost it about four or five times in the last three or four months. Yeah, they've not done very well at that, have they? Uh, uh, as this week's game was a case in point. Uh, Ali? Yeah, I'm, I'm always going to go against Ever. I mean, it's just, it just, it would feel wrong not to. So, um, Danny Ings plays, it's a Danny Ings hat trick. Fair enough. Right, also in the FA Cup, Blackburn 2, Newcastle 4. Uh, uh, this was 2 2 after 90 minutes, and Newcastle bumbled away and scored two more goals next time. Bradley Dack, uh, Mr. Sitter at 2 2. He's a really good player, isn't he, guys? He's a very good player, very good championship player. Yeah, what do you reckon? Is he going to be one of those players that's really good in the championship but can't make the leap, do you think? Yes. Yeah, he was he was too good for league a couple of years ago for Gillingham, and they got good money for him. Yeah, he is incredibly good. Um, Josley was offside for the third Newcastle goal. Was there any VAR in this? I don't know why there was no. It didn't go to VAR. Maybe it's one of those cut games without it, which seems bizarre because he was quite far offside. Did they only have it? Where was it? Was it? It was at Blackburn. Yeah, yeah, did they only have it at Premier League grounds? I think. Did they? Okay, it did have a feel of a sort of late nineties and nineties Premier League game. This did. Was uh, if, if, if Mike Ashley had his way, they'd be the players on display as well. <laughs> wasn't, it a tra- wasn't it a championship game a couple of years ago? Uh, yeah, it was. Would have been, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Newcastle home to Watford in the fourth round. Uh, and this weekend, where are they? They are home to Cardiff in the, in the Michael Chopper derby. This is versus Neil Warnock. He's no love lost between these two, is there? No, no. They're no. so, good few battles in the, in the Premier League. <laughs> um, Liverpool Sheffield United back in the day. Yeah. Do you have yeah. these, dar- these derbies written down, or do you? Come up <laughs> no, for the most part, I know them, but sometimes I have to Google them. 
But we could have had the Graham Fenton ruining Newcastle's season in 96 derby a minute ago, but... I can't remember that. Or you wouldn't. You would have yeah. been 28 back then? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, that's another thing. Four Oasis choices this week. Yeah. This is, Ross is going to be furious at this. What, Jen? This, uh, is, this is Oasis turn up your house. I mean, you're allowed to play four songs. I can't remember what I picked. She is love. She's um, electric. Live picked. forever. She's electric. Yeah. And talk tonight. Yeah, I'm looking right. on talk tonight. What would you guys go for? Uh, talk tonight, master plan, champagne supernova, and uh, oh god, Columbia. Oh yes, Columbia. Go on then, Ali. Probably the, the, my least favourite band of all time. Um, yeah, I can't stand them. Um, little by little, I enjoyed champagne supernova. Yeah, I enjoyed them. No, so I can give you two. Uh, okay. I can play them twice each. <laughs> or, the, or the pretenders just play. Sunshine. <laughs> 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 um, I like the slide song, uh, slide away, sad song. What's the story? And Hindu. T- a little aside there. Uh, okay, so Newcastle. Um, a Newcastle win would mean that Newcastle goals this season have come from headers, which probably shows how important Solomon Rondon was um, to this team, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, it's been a good focal point for them this season. Um, I listened to uh, probably a podcast that most of you listen to. So Newcastle Cardiff is the team with the worst home record, or the worst home record against Cardiff, the second to worst away record. So it's yes, fixture, wasn't it? It was the one where Kennedy made penalty in the last minute. Yeah, Kennedy, I got in to watch a game of South at Swindon. Saw it in absolutely shocking penalty. Yeah. Uh, also in the cup this week, Luton lost one at home to Sheffield Wednesday, and Stoke lost three two at home to Shrewsbury, having been two 0 up as well. So, um, well, I wasn't saying for them. Um, is he whacking up? <laughs> he's cleaning the keyboard. He's cleaning my keyboard. Oh, he's how you call it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, love, you caught me cleaning my keyboard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Arsenal uh, versus Manchester United. The ticket, they got each other in the next round. They're, um, I don't want to see. <laughs> Wipe it on the curtain, boy. Um, Manchester United complained that they were only given for the tickets in a 60,000 seat stadium. I think normally you're given 15%, aren't you, Sarah? So I think there's a compromise. Club together and given a whole load of tickets and charity between them, which is nice, isn't it? Yeah, apart from for the Man United fans who don't get to go. Are you worried about them? Well, it's hard being them. It's a short trip from London anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, right, some bits and bobs of news. Uh, Inky Wubbenhorst, who's heard of her? Uh, she's a female manager of German fifth tier Kloppenberg. Um, she was asked this week, uh, she makes the men put their pants on as she walks into the changing rooms and she says, no, I pick the players purely based on the size of their penis. Um, which is a pretty good response. Uh, Rivaldo, who's heard about Rivaldo this week? Sorry, look, just go back to that last point. Can you imagine yeah. if, if that was a male manager who said that about a female? Like, I think we yeah. the size of their growlers. <laughs> I have no issue with it either, but can you imagine the outrage there would have been if that was a male saying that about a female? Even I, would, in a I, would, I would point out that this is the German fifth division, so <laughs> does anyone care about what would happen in the conference? What if Bielsa said it and they gave a PowerPoint presentation <laughs> <laughs> featuring a whole load of... <laughs> Then Alex's new video will be something to avoid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rivaldo is set to become the technical director of third division uh, Moroccan club Chabab Mamadia, which I'm sure is how the locals say it. Um, 
the third division of he's probably gonna he's, does he does he count is he gonna count the goals that get scored by the players he signs? I've got no idea, but it seems a bit of a niche thing to go to. He's either I figured out he's either got a huge tax bill or he's got a big friend that sort of works there. Maybe the latter. One or the yeah. other, yeah. Or both combined. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um Ashley Cole, thirty eight year old Ashley Cole is in talks to join Derby. That's not think, one thing I saw coming. You, you see them go with Harry Wilson and Mason Mount, but you know, maybe they're going for youth. We were talking about this off pod, weren't we? Yeah. Strange move. It's odd. Um, What's to be gained by for Derby? Or by Ashley Cole. Ashley Cole. Why? Because you have to ask, like, Ashley Cole's, a, Ashley Cole's a player who's had a exemplary career, but has essentially been treated pretty poorly by English football, and as such was is essentially living in exile in in the United States in major soccer when he probably could have played for a, a good bit longer at a, a high level. And why would you come back to expose yourself to anything at 38 for Derby? Yeah. What condition is Ian, like, when he's playing? Does, has anybody seen any of Galaxy games last season or if it's ongoing just now? No. I don't know yeah, but I've also got hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Jesse when you need her? Yeah, um, exactly. Well, she wouldn't I mean, watch it either. If, if he's still in good good condition, which I'd imagine he is, because he, he never seemed to lose, you know, he was always in quite good physique, um, even when he wasn't playing. He's going to offer an awful lot to Derby. Hmm. It's, as as uh, Adam says, like, what can he gain from it, other than just helping out his pal and Frank Lambert? It's probably a short-term deal or something like that, but you kind of think well, he must be having a pretty nice life in LA, the climate and everything. But... And no yes. one knows who he is. Exactly, <laughs> he can walk down the street, can't he? And there's probably a reason why LA Galaxy didn't offer him a new deal. Yeah. Yeah. Of all the players that they've signed... That could potentially money, though, in Major League Soccer. Yeah. But of so... all the players they've signed, he was kind of the one that was strange. Like, probably the most talented. Like... No, I mean, if I, if I was actually, I'd be, I'd, I'd be hanging my boots up. But do what you want, mate. I would as well. I'd be waiting to appear on a pieces of me episode soon. <laughs> uh, Jose Mourinho has been talking in the Middle East this week about how he's two years tired and how Manchester United are not structurally ready for modern football. Um, <laughs> he's probably got a point with the latter one. If only he? there was a Middle nation that's about to go to a World Cup that might need a, ma- <laughs> a brand name manager. <laughs> Uh, he's got a point with the second bit though, hasn't he? Yeah, since Ferguson left, it's been downhill massively. Um, when Ferguson was there, he had that structure. Just to think, he won the league title in his, in his final season with probably one of his first squads there. And oh. yeah, since then, you've got Moyes, Van Howe, uh, Ryan Giggs was in charge for a little bit, uh, Mourinho and now Solskjaer. Oh, it's, it's just been a bit of a mess. You've had this huge sort of figure at United for the best part of so long, and you'd be a very brave glazer to suggest to Alex Ferguson that he might need a director of football working underneath him. All mm. of a sudden he goes, and there's nothing underneath to back what's there up. I mean, you know, Mourinho probably... It wasn't just point. that... But it wasn't just the loss of... They lost Alex Ferguson and David Gill on the same day. Yeah. And to, uh, you'd go, I'd go beyond saying that it was one of his worst squads that he won that league title with. I'd, go, I'd almost go as far as saying that the squad that he left, David Moyes, was a, dele- was a, <coughs> a dereliction of duties by Alex Ferguson because it was seriously lacking in certain areas. Mm. It was like 
it was almost like a, like a Arsene Wenger-esque insistence on not signing a defensive midfielder sort of levels of gaping obvious holes to people that needed to be mm. sorted, which he patched up with a £20 million Robin Van Persie. And the £27 million Marion Fellaini. No, that David Moyes. Moyes yeah, yeah, Moyes, that was the year after, yeah. yeah. It's just, like, in real Ferdinand's comments about it didn't help either, though. It comes up the mentality down there. That they're not, they sh- there shouldn't be a manager coming in who'd be allowed to bring his own ideas. There's the Man United way in no way. Like, what is the Man United way? You can say that for a lot of teams, can't you? you know, what's the Liverpool way? What's the West Ham way? And subs have got ways yeah, to them, haven't they? Liverpool, like, speaking for obviously, like, personal, which I understand, we, our philosophy has changed with every manager. You know, the club has changed trying to find that right approach. And whether Klopp's is the right approach, I don't know, because we've still not got a title. But we, we've changed, whereas Man United, they, they haven't really. You know, it's been the same setup, it's been the same type of players. Um, they've just tried to buy into the Ferguson way and Ferguson way worked because Ferguson was Ferguson and th- that's why the Pochettino like, appointment that if it happens was the one that makes sense that if they let him be him and change the mould and they, they will have to go through a few years few more years of not being that elite but that's what Man United need now they do need that change to take them away because they've built in such a, a dynasty for for 30 plus years, really. There's such a thing as an Ebsen way or a Swindon way? I, don't, I mean that genuinely. I'm not trying to be sarcastic when I ask that. Oh, Swindon way was a couple of years ago. We were side all ball and we got absolutely battered in the playoff final by pressing and it's going ever since. It was in the late 80s, but I think that, that sort of to, to take the point that that Ali was mentioning, your, what you're saying is people associating a club's way with their most but because if you boil it down if you boil it down unless you can really describe it in a couple of words is there really a way so I would say that Man United's playing exciting football like entertaining football I think it was it was well established that sort of during Man United's most most um, successful periods under Busby and under Ferguson the crowds were essentially there to be entertained um, I don't know enough about Liverpool in the seventies. I essentially think that the Liverpool way brought down to winning, doesn't it? That's you could, argue, feel, that, yeah. you could yeah. argue that the Liverpool way hasn't happened for twenty odd years. It's the winning mentality. Yeah, it was just about it was about them winning for successful football. It wasn't exactly necessarily done with a flourish. The same with Arsenal. The same with Arsenal. <clears throat> it's the Arsenal way. Is the Arsenal way boring Arsenal one one 0 to Arsenal, or is it the football under Wenger? Like, these, these things, these things do. Not every. I don't think every club does have a way. <coughs> I, I do think that Man United do have one, but I do think all it extends to is playing exciting football, so attacking football. I think the other thing with having a sort of like say a quote unquote way is you risk being left in the past as well. That's the way we've always done things here. That's the way we've always played here. Yeah. You risk being left behind. Just the football has evolved in the last couple of years, mm. and you'd sort of feel that Mourinho's time at Man United, he was getting left behind, and it and it showed in quite a lot of games. Well, I mean, the way for every club surely it should just be winning, really. I mean, we had this discussion on another podcast that we were talking about. What's more important, winning or watching entertaining football? 
winning always. No, I've got to be honest, the more and more older I get, the less I'm bothered about winning. I just want to be entertained. Uh, um, <sighs> I think that if you support a club, you're, I think you would, considering that there's 92 teams in the football pyramid or whatever it is, and only four of them can ever... Well, five, so six of them, what, can win something if you don't include crappy playoff trophies? Mm-hmm. What would you rather... What Dead. would you rather... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think you'd rather watch entertaining football and probably I think that most most people who support a team would rather watch entertaining football and would rather watch a team that was if not dominated included homegrown or youth or players that were bought through that were considered part of the club yeah I think you're right I mean the older I get the sort of less I am bothered about winning there's, there's a lot to be said for yeah, I'm the, no I'm the opposite I'm getting worse I'm like you get to that close to that title like just that's a couple of games now and, and even recently years for me since the 809 I just want that lead I'm, I'm now at the stage I, I'll take those Arsenal 1-0 wins um, so boring football stealing goals if I have to I mean under, look at under Rafa how bad it was some of the games we watched were atrocious but but we won and uh, it's, it's finding that fine balance I guess because uh, I certainly I wouldn't know. want to put up with what Mourinho's done at United mm. obviously well, speaking of young progressive managers, um, who has seen the new Nottingham Forest manager? Yeah, Martin O'Neill. With possibly Roy Keane to come in. Oh, God. That could only end well, can't it? Yeah, uh, P45 at the end of the season. <laughs> on, on Ali's point, I, I'm with Ali. Um, I'm the same. I've been to three finals and I haven't seen my team win or score. So I want to see win and I want that trophy, that, that progression through the leagues and may one day see swimming in the... Premier League again. The biggest heartbreak I've ever felt in football was Italian 90 when we lost on the league. That's the best part of 30 years ago now. When we lost against Croatia in the World Cup last year, not, you know, it was sad, but you know, it sort of made me feel sad for about 10 minutes. We need to stop talking about World Cup is to Ali. Yes, all of the... <laughs> <laughs> so all the best nations get together and we just play this football. It takes about a month. It's really so Try it. So, why, so why are England in it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, some transfers. Umar Adam has gone to Cardiff. How do you feel about that? Because he, he, sort of, he was sort of a redemption man for a little bit. He didn't get his locker and then he made a comeback and scored a few goals, didn't he? Yeah. How do you, um, do you need him? Or... We need someone. We need some sort of centre forward. Do you, Just... I mean, do you rate him, first of all? Um... I rate him a little bit higher than I think he's generally rated. Whether he's, I think whether he's actually good enough for what we want, probably not. I think he's, I think I, I think I rate him higher than the consensus, but I don't think he's he's what we're after. He's not the answer to our problems. So, who are your other options up front then? While he's gone, uh, Czech Tolson, yeah, uh, Richarlison, uh, Dominic Calvert Lewin. He uh... woke up. Yeah, Theo Walcott. Sure. See, I, I really like Cenk Tosin. Um, really, yeah, I really like him to do well. well. But I think it might be because of about twenty minutes of interplay that I saw him making his debut. <laughs> I said he's never actually lived up to it since then. I think you get that every now and then, don't you? I, I think Gilberto Silva is one of the greatest players I've ever seen because I saw him play against Leicester once, and he was just unbelievable for that one game. Arsenal fans will probably disagree with me, but <laughs> so yeah, okay. Uh, Ryan Babel uh, has gone to Fulham. Yeah, yeah, strange one, that, isn't it? Yeah. It's not exactly what they're needing just now. 
Ryan Babble was like, he's the player they deserve, but not the one they need right now. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, a couple of other championship manager signings. Stephen Byer has gone to Toulouse. Moussa Dembele has gone to Guangzhou. Yohan Giroud has gone to Spal. Um, Scott? Wasn't he already there? It said unattached to Spal, okay. according to the right. Guardian. I thought I may have seen him play a couple of games. Like... Anyone and then Chelsea the, the Michael Cox piece on um, Mr. Before uh, It was just... Uh, no, I, I recommend anyone to look it up. It was talking about how um, in the Premier League has lost, in, in his words, um, its most... I think... What, his most unique player. Unique in what way? Well, the, he was a man of... A man of... Uh, very, he had a very particular skill. Uh, I think I it was quite well known, but I think it's not that sort of... Uh, the really good, so brilliant on the ball, and he had this sort of unique dribbling ability for central midfielders because it's football he played as a kid. They played in this weird sort of, I want to say square, but I think it wasn't square, which is exactly why. So they didn't have a through cross, so they didn't actually have a goal. And their goal, the, the way they played was you dribble into a certain area to score. Why the man can't shoot? That's why he doesn't score any goals. <laughs> but that's why, he, and that's why he played football the way he did. And I think that. Uh, he was a player I very much enjoyed watching the Premier League, and I will miss him. Okay. Um, Chelsea striker update: Gonzalo Higuain is he pretty much at there? Yeah, it looks like it's a done deal. I think for the short term, it's a good deal for both, but not for any longer term. He's on a, a massive wage at Juventus, and they tried to get him off the books because they signed a particular player that Jesse disliked last summer, and he's on a lot as well. And uh, Higuain, say the best. Of can they play together, do you think, this horrible, nasty player? And Higuain? About Higuain, I think he scored um, under Sari a couple of years ago. He scored like 36 goals and he's got the best out of him. We'll just see if he can get the best out of him again. But I feel he's on the way down. He's still a South African batsman. It's been the last game of the season <laughs> when Chelsea need to score to um, to get in the Champions League. And he'll miss that penalty like he did for Napoli against Lazio that time. He's yeah. like a, he's a rich man's Edison Cavani, isn't he? <laughs> Cavani needs about 15 chances to score one. So um, I said so a rich man's. Yeah. You're a brave boy saying it when she's not here. <laughs> so you're saying South Africa, Australia, World Cup semi-final 99. That's what I tweeted at the other day, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much what... For what I think it comes to him. Um, Morata going to Atletico Madrid possibly as well. Do you think he's leaving Juventus, Scott? Uh, I think he does, but uh, Real Madrid had a, a buyback clause which they, uh, I think they wanted to activate and Juve made a, a bit of a profit on him. Um, <clears throat> he, he, like Higuain, I, I don't watch as much Premiership football as I, as I should, but he's had an absolute stinker as well. I think his confidence is, is shot and he needs to move away um, I think Diego Simeone could be the best bet for him to get the best out of him isn't, yeah. isn't it sort of quietly being suggested or leaked or whatever, however you want to call it that he's maybe suffering from depression or extreme yeah. sadness at the, if we don't want to go as far as depression and like that but yeah. He's he's not in a sort of his mental health is not in the best position and that's obviously going to affect your performance on the pitch. Well, yeah, related it, stress, isn't it? Yeah, his friend, um, one of his best friends, passed away last year, so I think probably that's hit him quite hard. Mm. This is the sort of thing we spoke about last week, wasn't it? About 
players being rooms when they play. Was it? Did we talk about that last week? And I think yeah. We did, yeah. We? did we talk about off air? I think we did. We talked about the fact that when a player moves, all the sort of background stuff that goes on, you know, getting your kids schools, into schools yeah. and learning a new language and stuff like that. I think it's a big thing and it just takes time for some people to settle and some people can't, can Especially if you've gone from sort of Spain to Italy, back to Spain to England, I mean, you're sort of all over the place to some extent, aren't you? Um, just and, then, and, then you are, and then you arrive at England and they do this and they have a vote that suggests that you're not really very welcome in England. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we joke about it, I don't want to bring it up beyond that, but that has got to affect some people because I have friends who are European natives who have, who suffer from that exact same experience. Oh, okay, okay. this is a sort of... So this, have, got, this is generally I, people who, the day afterwards, felt extreme sadness and they lived, they made their home a place where they were, where they considered people didn't want them to be. Okay. And how do they... I mean, with March approaching, are they sort of more and more worried or are they sort of come to terms with... How do they... Um, I'm not going to lie, it's not something we talk about particularly <laughs> particularly often. I, I don't think that people are happy. Uh, I don't think that the situation has improved itself. Uh, uh, some of the people I know will feel better that they have um, sorted their situation for themselves in terms of their, the stability of their living situation and their working situation. So that's going to be one thing because you, if you're... Some of the people I know, I'm talking about particularly had specific jobs that they could only do in this country and couldn't do even do them back in their, own, their in their country of origin so what had very much laid roots down here and did not know whether they were going to be able to stay so that was obviously upsetting for them i think that beyond that when you look at the statistics on sort of um the effects their voters ha- had on hate crimes and some people these, these things aren't unrelated and so if you're and everyone's a product of their environment the people are they, like you said these people are human beings living in this as much as you're a millionaire then you can only you can only potentially shield yourself from it so much okay uh right who's over the asian cup no no one no blank faces yep. looking at me. Well, it's good because I wrote a fair bit down about oh, it. Joy. <laughs> <Excellent>. <laughs> okay, uh, Australia through after a last-minute three-two um, win over Syria. Guess who scored the winning goal, Ali? Tom Roderick. He's twice in that game. He did. Not bad player, uh, is he? Are you he sure? It, what's it? Wasn't Tim Cahill? No, <laughs> I'm not interested. <laughs> are we yeah. going to talk about the penalty that was awarded for a foul? on his own player that's the same game that's a Syria game yeah it was a Syrian yeah. player fouled another Syrian player the referee gave a penalty believe it or not they're actually using VAR in this <laughs> tournament um, so we're through to the last 16 now uh, the last 16 is Jordan versus Vietnam Thailand versus China uh, Iran versus Oman Japan versus Saudi Arabia Australia versus Uzbekistan Iraq, uh, South Korea Bahrain and the UAE versus Kyrgyzstan Adam your favourite out of all that lot which time are you looking forward to the most uh, third one uh, it ran both them on. Why is that? The history. The hist- you like to see new players. It's a grudge. It's it's a grudge well-known local rivalry. There was a brief <laughs> moment when you said we're f- through to the last 16 that all of a sudden you were claiming that Australia was weak. <laughs> what was happening all over teams. again. It's like the, uh, the WhatsApp group all over again. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, there's been an average of 2.67 goals a game in this. Uh, Qatar are probably doing the best so far. They scored 10 in the group, scored 7 goals so far. So keep your FM eyes on him. Land chaps. 
Go for it. Why can't you do it without a visa? Oh, that was one tweet that some put up. This was a thing where he um he said he watched Derby. He never watched Ryan, um Gareth Bale this season because yeah. he didn't have eleven sports. But my, the the most <laughs> about that is that I did like there couldn't be some sort of, something couldn't be arranged. <laughs> It's fifty pounds a year. I'm sure Ryan Giggs. I mean, he's got a hefty divorce bill. I can imagine coming his way, but I'm sure I can find fifty pounds from somewhere. Do you think it's next year? I hope so. <laughs> I've been rubbing it in people's faces. <laughs> I didn't realise it was a thing. I thought it already gone out of business. Yes, no. Still there for a while, isn't it? Yeah, it's on its last legs. It is. It's a shame actually because it's been pretty good, hasn't it? Yeah, it's. The the amount of money that you're getting and the, the games you're getting is it's quite good value. Yeah. My big fear is it's going to fold and Sky are going to pick up Serie A and La Liga. <laughs> like they did with La Liga. Yeah, I can't face a smug Adam all next season. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so speaking of Philem Sports, uh, in Spain, uh, Barcelona top on 48 points, 10 clear of Atletico Madrid. And then it's Seville in third and Real Madrid in fourth, uh, separated by goal difference only. And it is Real Madrid versus Seville this weekend, guys. How do we think that one might go? Seville so, lost to um, Bilbao last weekend. We were talking about that pre-pod, weren't we, with Naki Williams? Yeah, Naki Williams, the second goal. Um, it's the Sergio Ramos derby. It is. Yeah. Uh, them, I don't know either. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to get ahead of this, this so I can get them quicker. I'm not very good at this game, though, so... <laughs> to be honest, I could see Seville getting a result there. Yeah. It's not a shock this season, is it? Real Madrid, terrible shocker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can you guys see Scott's line of thinking? Or do you think it's going to be Madrid win? No, a Seville win for me. Yeah, even though it's at the better. Yeah, Madrid looked terrible this year. I mean, I think people are now starting to give Zidane the credit that he deserved. Yeah. I don't feel he was getting when everybody said manager Madrid, um, just going out there, makes it. Makes it a gun. I really don't think so. Um, they achieved achieve what he achieved was special. Adam, you're making a face like people do on holiday down here when a seagull lands on them. <laughs> I figured that the other person that Ali mentioned maybe did have a bit more credit than last season. Yeah, he didn't start scoring until January. Yep. But no, then he did start scoring, though, didn't he? Yeah, he did yeah, start scoring. Yeah, through the Champions League. Um, Ronaldo was terrible in the final. Um, apart from against... They didn't have did they? Did they? No, we <laughs> <laughs> Um, he's got the best performance, the hat-trick. Um, and even then, he wasn't that great. Uh, <laughs> Hold on. We're trying to add a caveat here, which is after Hatchie scored, <laughs> yes. the Champions League semi-final. It's Joe Root, Matt. But he was. Apart from the sewage system and uh, wine and education and security, what are the Romans doing for us, Ali? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we'll move to Germany then. Dortmund are top on 42 points. Uh, Bayern Munich a second now, clawing away back up on 36. Club at 33. Are they on a break? No, they're back back this weekend. And Red Bull Leipzig on 31 points. So Hoffenheim and Bayern Munich are playing at the moment. Yeah, just on Bayern 2-1 up with 15 left. Uh, And it's a bit of a a grudge match this weekend with Red Bull Leipzig versus Dortmund. Yeah, that's quite funny. No, was that? No, okay. Uh, they challenge. Um, they had two pictures. On the left-hand side was a blank picture. On the right-hand side was the uh, RB Leipzig club badge. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's because if they actually did their own, it would have been going out of business. Almost, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Italy. Familiar ground here, Scott, don't worry. 
Um, Juventus top on 53 points, Napoli on 44, That's Inter brilliant. 39, Lazio 32. Yeah. Juventus top. <laughs> Uh, okay, so this weekend it's very new. How do you think that's going to go? Um, I home win. Confident. Are you? Uh, yeah, I'm confident. Are you fifth, sixth? Uh, yeah, fifth. So win gets us above Lazio, and um, Lazio. I've got Napoli, and I can't see Lazio getting a result in Naples. So it says we Scott talking about Roma. <laughs> From Swindon. goes to games and watches Roma. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, you sure you think that Napoli are going to be too much for Lazio, do you? Yeah. Okay, by a lot, because normally they're sort of high-scoring one way or the other, aren't they? Yeah, um, well, Napoli came back from a goal down earlier in the season, um, but I can see uh, Napoli putting three past them. Okay, and Juventus playing the Flying Donkeys of Kiev, who are only eight points from safety now. Yeah, they're in plus points, uh, but that's got Juve home win by plus three, maybe plus four. Yeah. Okay, uh, and then last place we go is to France PSG, uh, top by a squillion points. Then it's Lille on thirty-seven, Saint on thirty-six, Lille on four. Uh, Monaco versus Strasbourg. I mentioned this because did you watch anybody watch this on BT Sport last week? Monaco Marseille. I heard about the VAR controversy. Uh, it wasn't too much controversial, but they're looking like they're getting their team back together. Falcao was out ill, so that's just a temporary thing. But Fabregas started, and after a slow start, he started doing his sort of dictating the play thing. Um, they had Tielemans uh, playing uh, for them. Alex, Alex not in his head. <laughs> I, I didn't realise it was that game. I seen like a Fabregas highlight clip of about four minutes long. Um, he looked like he, he looked like he settled in quite well. It's kind of yeah, the right pace well. of league for him. Yeah, uh, well at the back and uh, see they get plaguing people like I think yeah, stay, they've, you know. they've also bought in a Naldo who's thirty. Yes, he did very well last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah he did. Etienne, it's Scott. So you've got some working class Etienne versus uh, sort of Mills Leon. Um, there's no fun in getting. Was it five one? Yeah, years ago when Naldo did it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. they all took their shirts off. Is he okay? Yeah. Who Fekir? Yeah, could he go to Liverpool? Oh, or... oh please. <laughs> James Nelton told me this was done. Yeah, it was done in the summer. I've told this mystery. If it was going to be done again, it would have been done by now in January. Um, because the cheer, I think it would have been it would have been like the Van Dyke deal. It would have been done very early on in this window if we were going to get him. I think Klopp's I mean, turned his attention somewhere else. That chairman realises he has no leverage in that situation, though, doesn't he? <laughs> You're going to be sold. Please sign... Please sign that card they're offering you. <laughs> so, no, I, I... Where would he have gone for us? Sorry? Where would he have played for us? Uh, uh, yeah, I think... Uh, yeah. Yeah, and Bo- I think it would have, our whole setup would have changed. Like, the way Bobby's dropped deeper, I think Fekir would have went into more than number nine slot with Salah and Manny either side. Um, I'm more concerned about finding a new Manny signing instead. Uh, yeah, I, I know what you mean about that. He seems to need an awful lot. He's an awful Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. He's not Can scoring goals. Fifty <laughs> 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 years ago, maybe. Yeah, fifteen years ago, maybe. <laughs> Before he was being up. I tell you what, I have got. To, I'm playing football manager again as, as I started again as Liverpool. Got, I bought Andreas Christiansen from Chelsea, so he's our midfield linchpin at the moment. He's doing very well. 
What, what's happening with clarify him? Chris, like... Chris starts as all the other managers and just sends all the money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. First, yeah. first name, last name is a very popular manager in Chris's game. <laughs> yeah, that messy guy, I put him on a free contract and, and Liverpool bought him. Who would have thought? <laughs> just turned up at Barcelona and immediately find him two weeks' wages for no reason. <laughs> uh, we've all been there. Yeah. I, I don't yeah, think well, I... Well, yeah, when I was 14. <laughs> Listen, get a job in local government, you've got as much time as you want to play. <laughs> uh, right, we're going to go back to the Premier League. So, uh, early kickoff on Saturday is um, Wolves versus Leicester in the Steve Ball fighting Steve Walsh derby, uh, if anybody remembers those games or not. Um, Leicester looking to win their fourth Premier League game in six, although Puel is still... He's still under pressure, but Leicester has scored 18 goals in 22 games, which is the most outside last season's top six. Have you got to be careful what you wish for? Because you might miss it when it's gone, because Southampton proven after they got rid of Pure. Depends what you wish for, doesn't it? What do you wish for? I mean, I think, is this not... Does this not link a little bit to what we were saying earlier about what you want from your your football matches? If you're if you're a Leicester fan, you've just... you've you're. You're not far from having won the title. However, you don't need to all of a sudden became, become some sort of perennial challenger. I mean, it's never going to get as good as that again, is it? Now, what do you what do you want to no. do? Come in and watch what might be some dire, boring football as you watch your team, even if even if they play for, play and you're never really in danger, and you watch your team finish somewhere between seventh and thirteenth, or would you rather watch a Team plays. Would you rather be entertained? As Russell Crowe's. Yeah. Um, I've got Ali. I was just going to ask you about it. We got themselves in the foot by not going in the cup, seeing as we're already Premier League. Premier League. <laughs> I think it kind of going on to Adam's point. Like, what do Leicester fans now expect? Like, I feel some of them now expect to be that top six challenging constantly now because they have won the league once, which is more than Liverpool can say. So it's hard to argue against. But, like, for me, Leicester should be aiming to be the best of the rest. That 10th to 7th slot sitting in there. But how how easy is it for a club going on to the entertainment point that Adam's talking about? How, how, how easy is it in the Premier League to be to play an entertaining brand of football and still stay mid, mid to higher up in the table and not be a relegation battle team? I mean, we've seen likes of West Brom try to play entertaining football. Blackpool did their year. It's it's not easy to do unless you have the right caliber of players. Um, I mean, I I was mocked recently by Adam about the the Man City Pep Guardiola Man City. Doesn't sound like, like me. It, it's such a simple goal, but I mean, it's been, okay. It's Pep's signing the greatest player in the world to do that set role, and and teams like Leicester and they can't do it. It's not sustainable unless you're going to be that elite club, that top six, seven team. That isn't there a difference there between entertaining and technical and technically proficient football though. But we're talking about entertainment for fans, so that's where I was bringing the entertainment in. Like, no, but, what but, classes... but what I mean is, as, as a point that they made on on um, Football Weekly, that if you were an old school Stoke fan, what, could you not claim that the football that they played in was entertaining when you had those set pieces, when you had those throw-ins? Oh. That, that they had their, <laughs> well. I'm not saying, it wasn't for me, all right. I agree with you. But if you're a Stoke fan and you've come up from and that's your your level is maybe a bit lower. Like I don't think that entertaining football is all about pretty passing and 
60% ball no, possession. I know no, you mean. You not, could be not a... possession, but it's got to be about entertaining football and goals, surely. If not, why are you watching the game? I well, think it's a subjective yeah, thing, isn't it? About creative chances, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, well, seeing that, but I mean, Scott can vouch as well. I mean, I was a massive AC Milan fan back in the 90s, and uh, that was entertaining because of how technical and good the defending was. But Stoke didn't exactly like that either. That was last night, so was in Ryan Jokeros breaking people's legs. <laughs> but yeah, it's two sorts of things, isn't it? I mean, this country, you've still got old school sort of blood and guts and thunder up and Adam entertainment. And you've got some people who like Michael Cox books and have a beard and live in Islington and don't make their beds. And um, they, they've got a different sort of kind of entertainment, haven't they? Adam? That's not, uh, my bed's not really made now. Because, but, but, I'm not making excuses. My, my wife, my wife, my wife has already had a nap today. <laughs> She's been too busy cooking a dinner. Hasn't no, she? I cooked the dinner actually. <laughs> okay, right. Bournemouth versus West Ham in the Rio Ferdinand derby. Um, West Ham beat on last week. Marco Anortovic is still at West Ham, isn't he? Not for long. Uh, well, it was not for long last week. It was. And my my understanding is that I heard today from um, a West Ham a colleague I've got who supports West Ham who sits two desks away from me is that and as a season ticket holder is that uh, he has been dropped from the matchday squad because he threw some sort of strop so he's not going to he originally had been was going to be on the bench and he's now not even going to make the squad. Okay. I, I think that if anyone screamed to me as a player who was about who was a threat to throw a strop and be a diva <laughs> and needed to be out of your club. He, Marco Anatovic will be he's, one of them. He's got we, that look. We last week, didn't we, Scott? Um, but we're very surprised that Chelsea had a cheeky bid for him. What do you think of that, Scott? Uh, Ali, I'm sorry. He's not good enough. They have a lot of boys in there, have they? Mm, no, no. Okay. I, uh, um, but I have someone who elevates you very highly. Right, OK. So, yeah, um, I do. Um, <laughs> I'm a short-term, not long-term, probably. I'm looking forward to it. There's, um, also, there's also rumours that Javi Hernandez could be on his way to... So, who would they left with? Well, the Celtic is Obviously, the, the, <laughs> the hindering now is obviously... I know it's now going to check on... Or they, they won't because this is his last six months. He's contract. always coming for six months. Because um, Damien Duff's just signed as the reserve team manager as well. Yeah, I've heard so that. They're trying to sign quite a lot of... Now, especially with the same readers. So... It's maybe a big month for West Ham to see who they keep hold of. And I realise that just because he said David Duff as a coach, he can't put the crosses in for Andy Carroll. <laughs> anyway, so just so <laughs> I'm sure he's still quicker than him. Well, I thought that the noise that he still, what ideally would have liked to contract on West Ham. He, he may be like one. I wouldn't mind ah. that either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my hand, but... Yes. Uh, Ali, Palace versus Liverpool, or Liverpool versus Palace in the Millbrook derby. Um, Liverpool, if they win, it'll be their seventh consecutive home Premier League wins. That's happened in five years. Um, but Palace have won three out of four at Anfield, and Roy will be wanting a bit of revenge, won't he? Danny Marnie, who we talked about earlier on, he scored more goals against Palace than anybody else. It's unlike Liverpool title bids to get derailed by Crystal Palace, though, isn't it? Yeah. Back to that. Yep. <laughs> Trying to avoid talking so about it. If we're three enough, we're going to be nervous. Yeah. I would um, be. Southampton levels of worry I would have. Dwight <laughs> Gale is no longer at Palace, so. You... <laughs> <laughs> I introduce you to Andros Townsend. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm surprisingly not concerned. Um, You're not concerned about this? No. Hey, Manchester who, City. Who's going to play centre back? Van Dijk, yeah. That's all, that's all we need. Fabinho. 
put somebody else in beside him. Yeah, I think it will be. I think it will be. I think the team uh, will be Milner at right back, Fabinho, Van Dijk, Robertson, Henderson, and Ronaldo, Shakiri, and then the front three. He won't actually play as a front three, but that'll be the three. My team's not back, is he? He was on the bench last week, but I, I don't see him changing it too much. Uh, I thought Fabinho and, and Van Dyke just looked assured enough. Um, and my team's made a chocolate anyway, so just keep him on the bench, give him that extra week if we need to. No point. We, we were boring but effective last week. Um, and I think with these games coming up, these these five fixtures that we've got, I keep bringing up. I mean, they're so crucial that the least amount of changes possible with energy, no injuries, conserved sort of thing, um, if we can get through it. Um, Palace have some goalkeeping worries. There's a sort of feeling that Julian Speroni might be playing if <laughs> play. Um, Performance of <laughs> Yeah, not only that, he'd be like the keeper against the England 1974. <laughs> Speaking of the 1970s, if he does play, uh, the 1970s will be to provide players in every Premier League season so far. Say that again? If he... Spironi plays, Julian Spironi plays. Oh, yeah, okay, the yeah, nine... yeah. Continued tradition of the, ni... of the 1970s providing a player in every Premier League so season. So, was he born in 79? Something like that. <laughs> something like that. Okay. He... So... You're making a face. I still don't get it. I still don't get what you're trying to say. Okay. So the 1970s is the only decade to have provided Premier League players in every single season. Oh, I see. Right, I'm with you. Okay. The 80s are about of as well. No, because you would have been 12 when you first started playing Premier League football then. When did... Yeah, right now. Okay, I'll take that back. 92. Yeah. 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 Okay. John Terry wasn't that good. So the seventies is the obvious answer. It's pretty much the only one it really could be as well. Yeah, pretty much. So it's kind of a pointless stat. Okay, right. Hey, don't say bad things about stats. <laughs> um, and apparently, apparently, I was the one who slagged off the stats. <laughs> uh, Manchester United versus Brighton. Um, Paul Pogba can become the second United player to score a brace in three home Premier League matches. Who were the first two guys? Oh, the first one, sorry. He can become the second Premier League... Second United player to score a brace in three home Premier League consecutive matches. So who's the other player? Rui van Nistelrooy. No. Andy Cole. Dwight York. No, no. Who's every now and Well done. Oh, season. He's just guessed at the voice. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> The last two against Manchester United, but this is a different United beast, obviously. Uh, they talked about the soldier table on podcasts like the Nick things on, didn't Indeed. they? Um, Indeed. I don't think there's anything about anything pedestrian about any of Manchester United at the moment. Um, <laughs> he's making a very serious face. I'm more impressed I am with Solskjaer because it's, it's going beyond the sort of New manager bounce, pick me up, sort of. I feel better about these things, and I feel better because the bad man's not here anymore. I'm turning into some adept displays where he's adjusting to opponents and winning five, six games in a row, whatever it is now. Ali, who's the best player in the Premier League currently? Stefan Paul Pogba. <laughs> <laughs> I think Paul Pogba was a wonderful player. Um, but like Hazard, you can't have six good games and say you're the best player in the league. But you, but you can't have, 
He's, play, he's, the be- he's playing like the best player in the league right now. I still don't think he is. I, think, I, I don't think he's exceeding what he, his level is. I still think he's yet to reach his ability. I mean, Scott can vouch for it more than me. His level at Juventus was far superior to what he's even putting out even now. Um, and I think Paul Pogba will watch it in the field in that league. But these are two those are two different things. Not reaching your potential and playing like the best player in the league don't have to be mutually exclusive. If he's Leo not even the best midfielder in the league at the moment, let alone the best player. So we just leave him to it, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> you know he just wants the same Mo Salah, but he doesn't want to be accused of bias. No, I don't. I think he's been terrible this season as well. And yet he's still reaching the stats of last season, but he's still not been that uh, good. Paul Pogba is not the best midfielder in the league this season. Can someone tell me who's, pl- who's played better over the last sort of month or so than Paul Pogba? That silence is you all agreeing <laughs> with me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm no try- I, I'd still put in... Uh, the longer I'll... that silence goes on, the better no, no, I'm, well, I'm, I'm thinking just midfielders, just for you. I didn't, uh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't limit you to midfielders. I no, so... Oh, I we're going say for say Jorginho just for Ali's face. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I love Rick. Oh, no, you should just be stupid. No, well, the best thing Jason Lovren did was get a concussion, so I'll put you in. <laughs> <laughs> OK, um, Watford versus Burnley. Burnley won their last three. <laughs> Watford have got nine points from losing positions this season. Um, Jose Holabas has got three goals and six assists this season, so maybe there's a contender for you, Adam. <laughs> You put him on the list. It's better than anything the rest of you have come up with. <laughs> Anyone got anything to say on this game? Last time match of the day? No, I think that's Newcastle Cardiff. Yeah, definitely. There'll be goals in it. Yeah. yeah. We we need to start tracking whether the game that we choose to be last on match mine of the day was, is actually the match was of the day. last week. Last week mine was. I made sure I listened out for it. <laughs> that, Cardiff. Oh, by the way, I want to put it on the record that I said nothing can go wrong now. Last week. And Liverpool won. Okay. So, Jesse, Jesse, if you're listening, you've got to do it next week with Spurs. Um, Adam, are you going to say it? Yeah, it's just Southampton. Nothing can go wrong. Scott, (laughs) who was Swindon playing? Away at Tranmere. So something will go wrong. Yeah, Ollie Norwood (laughs) will go wrong. Yeah, Norwood is banging him. Goals for fun in that league. <laughs> uh, the BT Sport game tomorrow night is Arsenal versus Chelsea. Um, Arsenal currently uh, Arsenal currently six points behind Arsenal. That's not right. <laughs> <laughs> is that the one you got? Who's in third? No, that, no, that was I wrote ran down twice. Um, <laughs> but I six points behind Durant. <laughs> things have gone bad. Things have gone worse under under Emery in this last month or so. <laughs> Arsenal are currently six points behind Chelsea, although they've got 20 goals in seven London derbies this season, so they're doing all right around the capital. Um, they conceded in London derbies. I didn't say. Yes, lots though, isn't it? Possibly. I'll tell you what I can tell you. Uh, Aubameyang's goals this season have been worth 12 points to Arsenal. It's the most of any player. Second is Eden Hazard, who his goals have been worth 10 points to Chelsea this season. So these are goals and players that can make a difference, whether that be the same tomorrow night or not. <coughs> well, what are you our, very, our very own man in the post, James Rowe, will be at the game. Will he? Yeah. Where does he sit? In a seat in the Emirates. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> where about? I don't know where he sits. Okay. They're comfy seats, though. Yeah. 
That's so um, bastard, isn't it? Giving providing comfy seats. They're also they're also quite wide. I think they said that they, the capacity could be an extra, like, and they could have an extra couple of thousand seat capacity if they had the same seat as normal grounds, but they didn't. Make them comfy so they don't stand up. That's what they said. I think it was um, years and years ago when they were redeveloping Kenilworth Road, which is Luton's ground, Adam, in League One. Um, they, the ground was redesigned by a Reading fan, I think, and he deliberately put in uncomfortable seat in the home end. Is that true, or is that like, is that one of those crappy like? He rang up Danny Baker's radio show and told him. Mm, yeah. Of course. The, uh, the away. Still I'm still not necessarily sure I believe <laughs> that. It's like, it's like all the rumours that apparently under the plastering in the boardroom at, at St Mary's, there's all stuff about saying. PFC because Portsmouth builders did it, and there's a Portsmouth <laughs> shirt buried in that in one of the goal mouses. Bollocks! <clears throat> oh, the away the away end at Kenil- Kenilworth Road, you have to go for a housing estate, so you will be going through someone's back garden. Oh, really? Do you? Yeah. That sounds like Fratton Park. How does that work then? Uh, I haven't been there myself, but my friend went last season, so you have to go through a housing estate, and you might end up on someone's back garden or front garden trying to get into the away end. That's a hard sell for any estate agent wanting to sell. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, because it's away fans as well. It's not even like you. It's not even like your fellow Luton yeah. fans. Yeah. It's not even like you sell it to a fan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, God, how do you think tomorrow night's going to go for Arsenal and um, Chelsea? I think Arsenal might win this. Do you? Okay. Yeah. Is it at the Emirates? Yes, it is. Uh, that means I've got to sort my shit out before the... it gets busy. Ugh. Um, what do you mean? You got to bow your lawn or something? I don't have a lawn. Do you think I can afford a lawn? <laughs> have you heard about London property prices? <laughs> Water your balcony or whatever you've got. I've got house plants. You've seen them. That's not there actually. Where is, is he died? It's in the other, moved into the other <laughs> you corner. Moved it. <laughs> um, yeah, go on, guys. How do you think this one's going to go? Both of them are playing quite bad poorly at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, they're not being great, have they? Not particularly great ones of form. Um, uh, I don't know. Arsenal, draw. Draw, yeah. Draw, draw. Arsenal's so bad defence, I can't see Chelsea not scoring. Um, But Aubameyang just... But Arsenal also quite good going forward, so I can't see them not scoring. Yeah, Aubameyang's just so clinical this season. Um, I mean, I don't think the his ratio can keep up, but um, he's better just... do because he's still in my fantasy points. <laughs> <team. laughs> <laughs> Bloody Tottenham striker when it got injured. Um, he is just elite level. He's an elite level forward, um, which I don't think Emery gets the best out of the way he plays him. But he just needs a chance and. To... David Luiz is, is probably giving up a couple of them. Yeah, Bamian versus uh, David Luiz could be uh, quite tasty. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, right, Sunday. Um, Huddersfield versus Manchester City in the Dennis Law derby. Um, <laughs> what? Okay. Dennis Law's a footballer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Famously. I know I know he played for Manchester City, but that's exactly what he's famous for, isn't it? <laughs> it's Huddersfield years. Yeah. <laughs> Once... Relegated Man United. No, he didn't. It's, that's common myth, isn't it? Yeah, no, he's. Uh, they were going down anyway. Yeah. Um, like Ryan Giggs being able to play for England. It's not true. 
Isn't it? Because he no. did, didn't he? England schoolboys. No, he played for England schoolboys. You don't have to be English to play for England schoolboys. You have to go to a school in England. Ah, okay. Wow, every day's a school day. Yeah. There we go. Uh, in David England, Wag- for gigs. <laughs> <laughs> David Wagner's gone. How do we feel about that? Do we feel anything about that? You do jump to sink and ship. Do you? You think he's been a bit of a weasel, do you? Uh, no, there's, um, there's a rumor. Didn't you have to stay on? To yeah, that's yeah, that's what I said. So yeah. I don't think he's a weasel. I think that if really, if you were going to, when you added well, how I feel about that, anything, when you preluded it with anything about Huddersfield, my answer would have been the same. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. They're, um, they're pretty much down. Uh, considering where he they were when he took them on, his CV's been greatly enhanced, doesn't it? He? he shouldn't have any trouble finding. The last no. few months sort of blemished his career opportunities, are they? But where does where does he get a new job? Probably back home in Germany. I just as in like, like on what level? Like, is does he get another Premier League job, or does he have to go to a team looking to get promoted? Like, is is he the next derby manager when Frank Lampard fails and gets sacked? This. Do you think if he was given funds at a bigger club, he could sort of do something there, or would he be Jurgen Klopp's assistant? I mean, with with any manager, when it's okay a manager being like Eddie Howe, for instance, like everybody always talks about him getting a big job, which I think he deserves a chance at. But you never know how they're going to do with money because they're not. You've never them spend it. Um, it depended on the structure around the clubs that he was to go to because I think he's a fairly good coach mm. from all reports that come around. Um, but had, there was a level he was always going to be able to take Huddersfield to. You know, they were never going to exceed a great height. What are you grinning for? I was just thinking about David Boys. <laughs> <laughs> Prime example. Yeah. It's, it's, and, and it really is, though, Adam. I mean, he was very successful at Everton. What took them to probably the highest point he was ever going to take them was given money, was horrendous with it. Um, and it might be the same for the likes of Wagner and... Brendan Rogers was some example as well. Like he spent his money very wisely at the smaller clubs, but as soon as he was handed the train up with all the money, <laughs> look at the players we signed. Wasn't there a transfer committee? You can't can't yeah. give this transfer committee credit when they get it right after Rogers is there. Everyone's got a transfer committee, haven't they? It, yeah, exactly. This transfer kit is it's just a it's a stick to beat low. Everybody's got one. Just we stupidly advertised we had one. Yeah. But, but what I mean is, you can't give it all this credit it got when it, all these players it signed well, and then blame it for the ones that the what you can't say. If that's them sitting there going, "Oh, we signed," um, actually, it, it, was actually, it was the committee that signed Coutinho and Suarez. The other ones would they Rogers did the other ones. <laughs> there is, there is that was nothing to do with us. Um, and Rogers come out and said which ones were the committee signings that he didn't want. Um, if David Silver. Marco Silva, sorry, um, cleared off in the summer. Adam, would you be unhappy to see David Wagner at yeah. Devonton next season? Yeah. You don't quite yeah. think he's that sort of level. No. Okay. Um, just to give Huddersfield a bit more hope, uh, Mark Hudson will be taking temporary charge against uh, Manchester City. He played nine Premier League games for Crystal Palace and Cardiff. Uh, zero wins, one draw, eight losses. Um, and during English football history, two hundred and fifty. Teams have scored more goals than Huddersfield so far this point in the season, uh, and they've all been relegated too. 
That doesn't make sense. 250 teams have scored more goals than them, and or they've all been relegated. Yes. Well, 250 teams haven't been relegated. No, but 250 teams in this position that Huddersfield are in now, in the bottom three, have all scored more goals than Huddersfield at this point in the season, and they've all been relegated. Don't no, that still, say yesterday. that again. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> 200... Oh, fuck's sake. Let me find the original tweet. I nicked this from Duncan Alexander. Wait there. Nick it properly. Well, I didn't want to read. I didn't want to do word for word in case he. Well, I don't know if he listens, but in case he's litigious. <laughs> <laughs> well, he might be. Uh, right, where are we? Don't you don't you lose all right over you? You can't be litigious over tweets. If you, if that you can be litigious over tweets, then journalists have got it's over. <laughs> because that's all journalism is nowadays. <laughs> Copy in peace. Okay, I tell yeah, you what, I found it. The tweet underneath this one says the only team to record a 52% pass completion, uh, pass completion in the Premier League game this season are Neil Warnock's Cardiff. <laughs> if you think about his comments earlier on this week. Uh, 250 teams in English top flight history have scored more goals than Huddersfield did last That's season. Top flight history, there you go. It changes it straight away. <laughs> you were oh, talking about Premier League. <laughs> That's right. Did I say Premier League? Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, what was that? Oh, did I? Sorry. All of them. Top flight. Those extra 100 years we've got to play yeah. with. A much more feasible start. Not, not, the, not the 26 years of the Premier League. <laughs> 250 teams in English top flight history have scored more goals than Huddersfield did last season and been relegated. I, I get it now. That's a good start. Well That's... done. He's got a blue tick for a reason, hasn't he? <laughs> That's where you copy and paste them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fulham versus Spurs. No Kane. Uh, Eric Dyer's a doubt. Lucas Moore is a doubt. Uh, Son has gone to the Egg Cup. And Dembele's been sold. Um, is this squad, squad starting to look a little bit threadbare? Of course, they've got Brian Babble to contend with as well. Um, or are they going to march on through? So who's going to play up top? Vincent Janssen or F- Fernando Lorente? Fernando Lorente, I imagine. Deli Alli, can he play for him? Deli Alli was what I thought. I was at my immediate thought when I was listening to um, the podcast this afternoon. That I, if I was Pochettino, I'd be playing Deli Alli with, um, I Eric. don't know how fit Mora is, but Ericsson yeah. and Mella behind. Yeah. Would it be a big like, man, little man with Alli? As I, as, I, I saw someone, as I saw someone tweet about um, Fulham the other day but what Fulham need to do is sign two good defenders and they'll stay up but they won't so they can't defend it doesn't matter who <laughs> this isn't an issue OK Spurs have got the best away record this season and they're unbeaten in 20 games versus promoted teams so it sort of backs up the theory we think they're going to win um, and as I, I, I just, we just know they're not going to draw but we do know have they drawn a game yet? Have they, no they've not drawn um, Alexander Mitrovic could be the fourth player to score in his first four matches against Spurs uh, after Mark Bright, Rude van Nistelrooy and Oberfemi Martins. Was he born in the 70s though? Because if he wasn't, it doesn't count. <laughs> what? Martins? Oh, yeah, I can say Martins might have Mark Bright, Mark Bright, Bright. I bet they all were, thinking about it. <laughs> right. Do you know how to spell Oberfemi? Oberfemi. Oh, He's just going to put in Martins Newcastle. Newcastle. Yeah. <laughs> Over Martins, Nigerian footballer. Born, oh, born 1984. Ruth van Nistelrooy must have been born. Does that say citation needed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> is this Carno years? No. He was still playing till last year. He was playing out in China. 
Reeve Van Nistelrooy missed more in the 70s, wasn't he? Mark Bright can't have been. He would have been about 10 as a player. <laughs> uh, OK, so we're going to go for a Spurs win, are we, even though they've got all those injuries? Yeah. Okay, okay. 1-0. 1-0, OK. Guys, what do you reckon Scott and Charlie Two. almost said? Uh, Ali, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to go for a film on one just because I've got to hope Spurs lose because I don't like them. OK, brilliant. Right, uh, that brings us to the end of our Premier League roundup. Anyone got any AOB at all? No. No. Scott, are you off to, you off to where are you going tomorrow? Uh, I'm not going to Tranmere, so because train prices are a bit expensive. Okay. Yeah, so uh, my next away game will be in a couple of weeks at the lovely MK Dons. Oh, are you going to take my sort of stick flags or, or boo them or something? The most soulless stadium I've ever been to. It's a weird. You're going to go to IKEA first? Uh, probably not. No, it's a weird thing. That's it's, not it's, such a big deal to people outside of Cornwall because we've got those. We've got <laughs> IKEA's everywhere. Do you know what? It, the one opened at Exeter just like in the middle of last year, and it was like, um, do you remember the scene in Apocalypto where he runs onto the beach and he runs into the Conquistadors, and they all sort of just bow down in reverence because they've never seen anything of such majesty before? Or when they built the IKEA in Exeter, it was very sort of similar to that. The nearest one after that was Bristol. So, <laughs> so do it. Queuing on the motorway, you don't have motorways, so queuing on the, on the A roads. A roads, yeah. Uh, okay, so you're, you're taking a Forest Green match or something? We've already played Forest Green away this season. I went, and it's. You didn't like it, their, did you? Their, their owner is very weird. The, the statements he come out the other week over the, uh, the transfer of the Bolton. Isn't the Bolton the weird one, though? Yeah, as I said, the Bolton owner. You're on the wrong side of history, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the Forest Green owner is very weird as well. Yeah, he is. Uh, Dale Stevens, isn't it? Yeah. So, they're uh, all vegan food. Oh, you liked it when yeah, you were all cynical, nice. well, then you tried nice. it. It was. <laughs> Uh, okay, um, Alias, uh, Adam, you got any AOB? Nope. Quiet one for me. Brilliant, right, okay. Uh, nice, if they want to follow you on Twitter, how do they follow uh, you? Scott? At Scott and Scott Monroe. I think it's at Ali Constantly for Could be wrong. The confidence. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I say one to one. Excellent. Uh, Man on the Post is on our Twitter account, it's also our. Uh, Instagram account we've got Facebook as well you can give us a on there um, obviously we're all over all your social medias apart from Snapchat I think because I'm a grown man don't really think you've got Snapchat you're um, a, someone not... will be watching to make sure you don't need to be on <laughs> yeah I'll have this um, hundred to turn up at sort of a railway station and cost <laughs> they'll turn up and give me what for uh, okay, so you can get us in all those things. Uh, you can download us on the ACAST app. Uh, if you've got an Apple phone, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. If you really like what you hear, you can rate and review us, uh, which would be really, really kind of you. Um, Ali, are you doing a Sunday show this week? Uh, I assume we will be. Um, I'm, I'm off, so if it's on, I'll, I'll be on. So, um, Chris, Chris will be hosting as always. I need Excellent. to get 11 pieces of me back, but it's trying to get Ryan available. As you know, um, As I know very well, yeah. And I got uh, paid up and do that on my own, so... Yeah. Never do a quiz with him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, as I found The man's out. a flake. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody millennials. Right. Um, so you're going to be on the Sunday show. Uh, last week's Sunday show, was it talk- who was talking about Harry Kane or something? That'd be me. That'd be you. What did you say about Harry Kane? I just think... That... No. No, no, no. Can I go first? Because I know what this is. <laughs> go ahead. 
<laughs> no, I'll leave you to it. This was all on the podcast last week. Take... Here for another two minutes. Uh, Scott, do you yeah, this weekend? Uh, we'll talk about this over the weekend. He's not clairvoyant. He's got to wait for the football to happen. Yeah, football's got to happen over the weekend. <laughs> my, my, my with you. Oh, God. It's like a gig. Okay, wait. Guys, Kevin's for listening. Uh, Kevin's for joining us all, baby. Go see your man of the post.